You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited because I have Chris Miles on the line and we're going to talk about something that's very, very interesting because he knows how to build a blog and make sure it makes some money. So we are going to be talking about website investing. So, hey, Chris, how are you today? Hey, Tiff. I'm doing okay. Thanks so much for having me on. Really excited about chatting some website investing. Let's do this. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm like, I need to let me get my notepad out right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Awesome, awesome. uh, Because this is something I need to learn. So let's just start off with the basics. What is website investing? Yeah, that's a good question because it is kind of weird. A lot of people don't really know too much about it. To be honest, I blogged for like maybe a year before I even realized that this was a thing. But a website, you know, that generates income, you know, that's just like any other business can be bought and sold. Uh, So if you have a corner store or something and it makes, you know, let's just say it makes profit, you know, $10,000 a month or something, you could probably sell it for a two to three year multiple, you know, someone will which normally is around, what, 36 or so months um, that someone would then come in, buy the store, and then hopefully they can, you know, keep it going. Um, It's the same difference with a website. You can build a website from scratch. Obviously, there's not as much overhead (laughs) as you would with a store or something like that. I mean, you you can just buy a domain and buy some hosting for your site, and you can start from there for less than 20 bucks. But um, regardless, you build the site up, you do what's called content marketing, where you're answering common questions on Google. Google has been so consistent in sending traffic to websites for so long that people can bank on it by investing money into buying sites that generate revenue. So usually right now, the industry is at the point where uh, between a 30 to 50 multiple, meaning um, however much money your site makes per month, you can multiply that by about 30 to 50 and you'll be able to sell that site. There's people out there who are buying sites like this all the time. So uh, if you have a site that makes $1,000 a month, it's worth anywhere from thirty dollars to $50,000. And um, it's not too, too hard to get built up, but it does take time and, and knowledge to know what you're getting into before you actually uh, uh, you know, go, with, go through with the process. Yeah. So let's dig into what you just said a little bit more, because you said it takes time. So if somebody wanted to get into blogging and they're like, you know what, I want to create a blog or I want to buy a blog, however they want to get in. um, How much time does it take uh, typically? And I know it varies because it depends on, you know, industry and all that stuff. But typically, how much time are you saying when you say it takes a while? Yeah. So um, I would venture to say on average, anywhere between 12 to 24 months in order to get a blog up to, I don't want to say its fullest potential because the potential is really the limit with any business. So, um, oh, sorry, potential is like there is no limit to uh, based on the, on the business. But usually we're around 18 to 24 months. You can normally get a site to be making anywhere between two and $10,000, you know, depending on how much you want it to, uh, you, you put into it. So that would be a good time frame. However, with that said, I have a colleague in the industry who's only 10 months in and she, and, and she made her blog from scratch and it's already generating about $3,000 a month in, in, in revenue. So because of the math we were talking about earlier with the multiples and everything, her site's already worth more than $100,000 and she could sell it right now and have that $100,000 asset. And usually what will happen is someone who has a decent amount of money or whatever, and they just want to park it somewhere or maybe they don't want to get into a house or anything like that, they can actually 
you know, buy the buy that um, the website, and then immediately, this is the cool part about website investing. As soon as you get the website, you just change out the monetization. So you change out the affiliate links, you change the display ads network or anything else that might be attached to it. And you start making money with it like that next day, you know, mm -hmm. so there's no wait. There's no time period. You don't have to find a renter or anything like that with it. Um, now, that's a long way to do it. There is a shortcut. If you have some money to invest, you can buy a site that's already generating revenue and then do little tweaks on it to perhaps increase the revenue and the traffic with it. And then you could flip that site, you know, if you really know what you're doing. But um, it all takes a little bit of know-how. If you're just getting started, I definitely recommend just starting with a fresh domain from scratch and learning the entire process. Once you exit that site, then turn back around and use that money to invest in other sites. Mm. Mm, I like this. This is like, you know, we're using like real estate investing terms. Yeah, it's, it's very like, similar. It's digital yeah, it real estate. Like you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So let's say somebody's starting from scratch. And because mm -hmm. I get this question sometimes, they're like, well, Tiffany, um, you know, I like reading blogs, but I don't think I'm a good writer. I don't know if I can, you know, keep up with writing blog articles, you know, that type of thing. So do you have to be a good writer to make money blogging? And also, how do people find time to do this? Yeah, those are probably one of the two biggest things that I hear quite often in the industry as well as I don't have time to do this. Plus, I don't, I'm not a great writer. And to be honest, you know, both of those are kind of just roadblocks that we put in front of ourselves. So to be honest, when it comes to Google, in order to get traffic to your site, in order to get monetization and everything, you need to get these articles to rank usually either one, two or three. Those are usually your your top rankings within Google. When someone Googles a phrase, you want to be in that top three. So in order to get in that top three, there is a few things that you have to do. But the number one thing you have to make sure you absolutely positively do is make sure that the content is good and correct. Um, if you can get that, usually the the uh, cream rises to the top. Now, to do that, you don't have to be the greatest writer. You just have to be more willing to help someone than the person who's already out there on the site. So let's just say I Googled the phrase how to play the guitar and um, there's an article out there, but it's like maybe, you know, 100 words and it doesn't really go into detail. It just gives the first few chords that you might want to learn. So I might come along and I'll see that exact same article and think, okay, this isn't a very thorough article. So let me just be a little bit more helpful. I might even take some of the things that they talked about included in my article, but then go a little bit deeper, maybe go into the types of guitars that someone might want to learn about and then maybe include a video or a picture of me playing the guitar or maybe a video of me playing the guitar or something like that. Now I've created a much better resource that people are going to stick around longer. They're going to watch the video. They're going to look at the pictures. They're going to read the article. And because of that, Google can see that. And because they can see it, your article over time is going to eventually um, leapfrog the other poorer articles that are out there. And um, you're going to end up, you know, getting that traffic all because you were just a little bit more helpful than what was already out there. So you don't have to be the greatest writer. You just have to be a little bit more thorough than what you already see out there on the Internet. Now, in terms of time, it does take time. When I first got started, one thing that I did was I stopped watching Netflix. You know, I used to uh, like binge watch on maybe a TV show that was nine seasons that had, you know, 20 episodes each that was an hour long. That's a lot of time, you know, so I took that time and I actually just turned it into learning the industry, uh, building up websites. And once I did that, it was a little bit more diligent. Maybe I wake up an hour earlier in the morning, stay up an hour later in the afternoon or in the evening. And once the site was growing and I had our, uh, people writing articles for me, 
I didn't, it was kind of standoffish and then I could work on something else, you know, or go back to watching, binge watching TV shows. But <laughs> regardless, you know, you just have to, it takes a little bit of planning and diligence and a reason why you're doing it. And that'll really help you in making sure that you're successful with it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I always tell people, go back to that why. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're like, my why is to make some money, you know, it needs to be a little stronger. It's got to be a little deeper because money is just a means to an end. Um, mm-hmm. I've had plenty of businesses before I started this blogging affiliate marketing stuff. And a lot of them weren't that great in terms of income. And I ended up just giving up on them. Right. But then when I finally had a different type of why, because I wanted to be home with my family. I wanted my wife to quit her job so that she could stay home with our son. That was my back was against the wall at that point. I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. And when it was tough, by the way, it does get tough, but you do figure it out. But when it did get tough, I didn't give up where before I probably would have because I had a different why. So I know what you mean. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. That is awesome um, because that will give you another oomph. Um, Like I know my kids are my oomph right now. Now, let me ask you a question. So I know when I first started blogging, so this was back in 2017, you know, I was just writing to write, but people were like, oh, you need a lot of traffic in order to make money. Now, is that true or is there a way? Because I mean, like, for instance, how you brought up the person in 10 months. Now, granted, they could be getting a ton of traffic, but I'm I'm like, um, you know, how much traffic do you need in order to make this work? You actually don't need a lot of traffic at all, depending on your monetization strategy. And when I say monetization strategy, I mean, how are you making money from the site, right? Um, Usually when you're first getting started, the two best ways, in my opinion, to monetize would be with either um, affiliate marketing, display ads, once you do get a decent amount of traffic, or consulting. You know, if you do something that can be helpful to somebody, it doesn't always have to be professional consulting. You can have a garden website and you just, you know, just jump on a Zoom call with somebody and just charge them a few bucks to do that. Those are ways that you can make money faster because you don't need a product. You don't need to worry about customer service and all of this fun stuff. With affiliate marketing, you just partner with a brand. Like we mentioned gardening, you could partner with a soil brand and say, hey, this is the exclusive soil partner, yada, yada, yada for your site. And you refer people there. And when you make those referrals, you get a commission from the sale. The cool part about affiliate marketing is that it only requires one person to go through and make a purchase and you make money. It's not like or display ads, like you might think about those annoying display ads you see every time you go to a website, but the website owner makes money on that. But you do need volume with that. You know, I think the average what's called the RPM or um, the revenue per thousand people who visit the site, usually on average is around 20 bucks across most of the industries. So for every thousand people, you make $20, which isn't amazing. But if you get your site up to 50,000 people a month, 100,000 people a month, that starts to add up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm over here writing notes. I don't know if okay. y'all can see me, but I'm like, there's some stuff I need to um, know as well. Now, what are some other ways that you can monetize? I know you said for beginners, you know, you know, you like affiliate marketing, consulting, display ads. What are other ways you can monetize a blog or a website? Well, a blog is a business within itself. So when you start looking at it as a business, as a a resource that you're creating for people, that industry or that niche of people on that topic, they're interested in stuff. So you just got to find things that you can promote to them. So for example, one thing that you can do as a business is uh, look at, let's just say you wrote a top 10 post. And when I say top 10, like 
let's just say you did the top 10 best podcast hosts. We talked about that off air. The top 10 best podcast hosts. And you have, you know, the top 10 in your list and you have a little blurb about each one of them. And then you can put an affiliate link where someone clicks on the link and they go by. Then you, as the website owner, makes a commission. But one thing that you could do as well is you can contact those brands and say, hey, if you want to make sure that your site stays number one, then, you know, how much money would you normally spend with Google? or with Facebook to get people to your site, I'll charge you cheaper than that and still be able to make a decent profit as the business. And then you won't have to worry about spending as much money in marketing spend in order to get that new lead or new customer to your site. So those are brand, those are deals that you can broker directly with the brand. And um, that's, that's a great way to really uh, uh, further monetize a site. Um, that's just one way, but there's tons of others as well. Yeah, I know we can't give away all the juice because um, <laughs> we have to leave some, you know, so they can yeah. come to your platform. But also another thing is um, there's some people and they're like, you know what? I This sounds great. Sounds like something that I want to do, but I don't want people to know me. Uh, maybe they want to do a topic that is in an industry they're currently in and maybe, you know, their job or something, you know, so can you blog anonymously and still make money? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's okay to use uh, an alias online. Um, typically, most people do use an alias online, like a celebrity name almost, right? There's so many celebrities that we know of where that's not actually their name. That's just their professional name. Um, and it's not even celebrities. Even, you know, you know, CEOs and stuff use different names because it just, at least in their minds, it just it's a better ring to it, right? That's perfectly okay to do online as well. Um, sometimes people will build blogs and they don't want their employer to know or they don't want this person or that person to know. So they can create an alias that uh, just exists and you can create this little person basically and a picture of them and everything and they can be the ones that run the site. Um, it really just depends on what your goal is. So if your goal is to build a brand up and then you might want to attach you know, yourself to it, an actual real person to it. Um, but if your goal is just to create a content site that just answers questions on specific topics or whatever, it really doesn't matter who the um, who created the site because most people who find that site are just looking for the answer to their question. So you can create a persona and, and go from there and keep it as anonymous as you want. Those sites sell just as well as the ones that have a brand behind it. The only thing with a brand, though, is if you if your face is attached too much to it, it does make it harder to sell. <laughs> so you do have to keep that in mind. But um, most of the sites that I do, do, I do have some that have some aliases on it, but I normally just uh, put my name on it, put it on the about page and just go from there. Oh, okay. Very cool. And so also I wanted to ask, how do you get more people to your blog and asking for a friend, AKA myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. So um, the best way to get more people to your site, there's really rate based on two main things. Um, good content, and good authority, right? So you want Google to think that you are uh, uh, an expert in whatever niche you happen to be writing about. And then you also wanna make sure that the content that you create is good, correct, and helpful, right? Um, you don't wanna just create content just to create content. Um, some of us might remember back in the day when you used to Google something and these weird e-zine sites would pop up and they weren't like very helpful at all, you know, um, you think about Ask Jeeves used to be an old search engine, Lycos and all these things. There's a reason that they're not really prominent anymore. And Google is basically 
you know, uh, Skynet, you know, so um, (laughs) it's because they are very good at getting people the right answer. If I Google how tall is Michael Jordan, I'm going to get the right answer from Google. If I got the wrong answer, then that's going to hurt my chances of ever using Google again. Mm -hmm. So it's to Google's best interest to serve the right answer. So with that, we need to be able to do the exact same thing, work in line with what Google wants, and we'll be able to uh, continue growing the traffic. So build more content on the site that people can find, and then also uh, build the authority up on your site as well. So to build your authority just quickly, is you find other people or other brands and other businesses that are also in your industry to vouch for you. And they can do that by giving you what's called a backlink. And um, you can do that by just creating uh, um Uh, relationships in the industry and uh, learning who this is, learning who that is, networking. Um, That's probably one of the better ways to do it and uh, swapping content. And that's one great way that you can get some authority to your site, which gives good indications to Google that, hey, this person isn't just making this stuff up. They're vouched by Yahoo or they're vouched by Essence or whatever it happens to be. And uh, because of that, now you can have some authority. So now what you say, Google can see it as, oh, they're right. Let's go ahead and rank them where they should. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like building your brand. Like even if you're anonymous, you still have to build your brand by getting those backlinks from people that can vouch for you or companies that can vouch for you. And then that's how you kind of grow. Got it. All right. So in thank a nutshell, you, in a nutshell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the show today. This was super helpful for my friend, I mean, aka me, um, and my <laughs> audience. So Asking for people, a friend. Right. <laughs> so if there if people were interested in learning more about you um, and finding out more about how to do this website investing thing, how could they find you? Yeah, um, for for sure, go check me out on a Blogger Evolution podcast or bloggerevolution.com. You can find me there as well. Those will probably be the best places. I have a contact me page there. Um, I do a little consulting. So if you want to, you know, just uh, connect with me, we can probably figure something out um, and just go from there. And uh, also, you can probably follow me on Instagram at Chris Miles Official. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will have all of those in the show notes. So if you didn't catch everything because you're driving, you know, you're doing your chores, whatever, um, make sure you check out the show notes and I'll have all the links. So thank you again, Chris. This was awesome and very eye opening for myself. Um, So I look forward to coming up with a six figure blog here soon. Um, But thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too, Tiff. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.